Jesus plus nothing. 100% natural, no additives. Andrew Farley is celebrating your freedom in Christ. Call in and ask your questions at 877-655-6755. That's toll free at 877-655-6755. Via satellite from Texas, it's The Grace Message with Dr. Andrew Farley. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Grace Message. I'm Andrew Farley. So glad you're joining us tonight. That number, 877-655-6755. We've got wide open lines, plenty of room for you to get in with your question tonight. Uh, Maybe you've got a question about a scripture passage. Perhaps you heard something in church recently. You're not sure about it. You want to talk it over. Well, that's exactly why we're here for you tonight. Toll free across the United States and Canada, 877-655-6755. And if you're a a first-time caller tonight, uh, you got to know we love it. We love to hear from our first-time callers. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're a veteran caller, maybe you've joined us in the past. It's been a while. You got something new, something fresh on your mind tonight? Join us as well. We got two open lines remaining, room for you as we speak. And it is a toll-free call across the United States and Canada. So join us right now. And if it's a personal issue going on in your life, in your marriage, with your kids, in your church, whatever it may be, you're welcome to join us as well. And by all means, if you're tuning in by Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, our website or mobile app, you're welcome to call in and be a part of tonight's interaction. One final time, 877-655-6755. We're going to go out to North Carolina now and we'll talk with Lisa. Hi, Lisa. What do you got for us tonight? Hi, Andrew. Thank you so much for your ministry. Um, I actually have a personal question I just need some advice on. Okay. Um, So I am a single mom. Um, My son's father, we had a real toxic, rocky relationship for about 15 years. Um, Once I got pregnant, he completely just bailed on me. He won't talk to me. He won't do anything for his son. Um, He's very wishy-washy, but he will call like once every blue moon. Um, I'm trying not to be bitter and I'm trying to be forgiven, but it's almost like I just can't get over it. So I just kind of wanted some advice of what you thought um, I should do as of moving on. Okay. And you were or were not married? No, we were never married. Okay. All right. Well, I, I think he's showing his his true colors, uh, Lisa. I, I mean, I think you've you've seen enough to know where he's at, and to understand uh, what it's likely going to look like. People don't tend to change very much, and when they do, it's one of those rare miracles of God. And uh, many times, it's when both parties in the in the marriage or in the relationship are believers. I'm not sure about his uh, spiritual condition, but I would be asking, okay, what is his spiritual condition? Uh, And then secondly, what is his track record? Uh, Because his track record, 
I mean, it seems to be showing you, uh, wow, I'm happy to be in relationship with you if it means that we can enjoy friendship and enjoy sexual intimacy. But the moment that the responsibility comes to the table, the moment I have to be a father, the moment I have to be a husband, the moment I have to be present and available, uh, I'm going to tell you what I think of that by my actions, by my decisions. So he is speaking loud and clear uh, by his choices. Uh, He is not inching closer to you. Uh, He is drifting away. And in terms of parenting, I mean, he's showing up uh, just enough maybe to ease his conscience. But there are no signs, no signs on the horizon that he is interested in any sort of responsible adult relationship with you that involves romance and parenting. Uh, So I think you close the door on that. Mentally, emotionally, you, yes, you can forgive him for what he's done to you. He has abandoned you. He's betrayed you. He tricked you. If I'm you, I feel tricked. I feel abandoned. I feel betrayed. I, you know, I, I certainly am not in a place of trusting him in the slightest. So I think you, you forgive him and you dust your feet and you move on. And this idea that, uh, you know, he's just going to come crawling back or suddenly come to his senses, uh, he's not showing the slightest sign of that. And there's nothing spiritual or, you know, uh, spiritually mature about just hanging out, uh, hanging out hope when there are no signs of hope uh, for someone who's already demonstrated who he is, what he thinks, where he's at in his headspace. So I think godly wisdom and common sense here says, Forgive him, close the door on any possibility there, Uh, begin to think about your future with someone else someday, Uh, but don't compromise by being double-minded, you know, leaving the door cracked, so to speak, Uh, because everything you're describing and everything you're saying, um, he's telling you what he thinks by his actions. It doesn't matter what he says, and it doesn't even sound like he's saying much. Uh, he's he's telling you where he's at by his choices. So reading that, I would dust my feet, move on, uh, and give thanks for that child, and do what you can to cause him to be able to know the Lord, and uh, you know, put your focus there, and next time... You are making yourself available for dating or a future with someone. Just make make it crystal clear that you're looking for a believer, someone who knows the Lord. Otherwise, you know, how many times do people get themselves in a relationship and they like the other person because, oh, man, I really like the way they look. Oh, they got a, you know, a nice smile or they've got great hair or they're muscular or they're beautiful or and then the next thing you know, you're sitting at the dinner table and all you've got to talk about is how great that movie was last night. Wasn't that a great movie? And now what's for dinner tomorrow night? And, 
you have a limited uh, uh, ability to connect with someone if they don't know the Lord. And if they do, well, see, this is not just a set of beliefs. You know, oh, I grew up Catholic, I grew up Protestant, oh, I grew up Buddhist, oh, I grew up atheist. No, if if Christianity is true, then we're saying let's make sure we sit down at the dinner table with someone who has had their heart ripped out and replaced, someone who has had their old self die with Christ and who has become a new creature in him. Uh, Let's sit down at the dinner table with someone who has been through death, burial, and resurrection with Jesus. Uh, Let's sit down with someone who has the Spirit of God inside of them. So it could very well be, I mean, God is is now giving you a lot of wisdom and, and even protection. Why in the world would you want to get back together with someone who treated you like that? And so this could be a great way for you to really get more discerning and wise about who you choose next time. And from what I'm hearing, this guy is nowhere near good enough for you. Uh, He's not even in the same stratosphere. So we need to be looking for someone who is filled with the Spirit of God, who has wisdom and discernment and cares about spiritual things, And then when you connect with that person, you're going to have so much more in common that you can enjoy together. So I hope that helps, Lisa. Uh, Reach out to us again anytime. Great to hear from you. All right, let's go now to uh, Florida, and we'll talk with Jessica. Hey, Jessica, what do you got for us tonight? Hey, Pastor Farley. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering, with um, marriage and, like, intimacy and everything, is it, like, like with intimacy, where does intimacy cross the line of, like, lustfulness and then, like, to deal with, like, rejection or feeling rejected if they don't, like, want to, like, be intimate with you and, like, how to... Just, like, the difference and stuff and, like, navigating, like, marriage and, like, how to deal with, like, intimacy and rejection. Okay. And uh, so you're in a married relationship now? Yes. Okay. And it's it's that your husband is not wanting to be intimate in certain ways with you? Is that is that the bottom line? Yeah. It's, like, um, there are times where, like, I want to be intimate and, like, he doesn't want to and, mm. like, it's... Sometimes it's, like, I don't know, hard and, like, difficult to deal with, like, rejection um, and feeling like maybe, like, you're not enough or you're not doing enough or, like, I don't know. I don't know how to, like, (laughs) explain the feelings of, like, feeling rejected. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I I hear what you're saying. I mean, I think, first of all, um, you know, communication is going to be really big. Uh, in this, I don't know the degree to which uh, you have shared with him your feelings, how, how you feel rejected. Um, you know, one one thing you could do as a couple is just communicate very clearly one time about this and then decide that, hey, the best thing for us is a schedule that we can count on. I mean, whether it's uh, once a week or twice a week or whatever it is, 
that you guys are both comfortable with and would both enjoy. I think you need to have open communication with him. You don't need to be in a a a no man's land, I guess you might call it, wondering what is he thinking, uh, you know, why doesn't he want it, uh, and is it too often, is it uh, that he never wants to do it, is it something I could change or do differently, like you don't need to be in that place of wondering, and so I would advise you guys, either if you're capable of sitting down together and having a productive conversation about it that doesn't end in a fight or a feud, uh, then do it that way. But if you need to invite someone into the conversation, a counselor in your area or something, that's a conversation worth having soon, like right away, uh, because you don't want a year and uh, a decade to pass and for this to just be a mystery. Right now, You don't have the answer. Uh, You're not in his head, and he hasn't told you enough to satisfy you. So uh, I think you you need to ask straight up and have a a very candid conversation about that. Um, At the end of the day, you know, typically the the male is the one that is uh, initiating and uh, more often wanting to have sexual relations than the female Uh, But sometimes that is flipped. And either way, I think the couple, male and female, need to come to an agreement on what they consider to be satisfying and the, the norm or the new norm in the relationship so that there's no cloudiness about it. So open communication, directly asking, seeking to understand, asking him for honesty, Um, And, you know, lastly, I get it. I mean, you know, it can hurt your feelings and you feel rejected and all of that. Uh, You know, you get under one roof with another human being and he imagines the the he imagines you to be the cheerleader always in his corner, always cheering him on. You imagine him to meet your every need and be the knight in shining armor and then it happens in every marriage every single marriage that I've ever seen there's an awakening oh my goodness they are human just like me I thought they were going to make me feel beautiful I thought they were going to make me feel desired I thought they were going to make me feel awesome about me that could be the husband who imagined that it could be the wife who imagined that And lo and behold, whether it's a year or a decade into the marriage, we discover that our spouse is a creation, not the creator. And we were never designed to get life from the creation. So in a way, I think you're you're also going to need to consider how can I release my husband from being the primary source of meeting my needs? Uh, And how can I look to God? He has made me righteous and holy, and I'm his child, and I have infinite value, and I cannot look to another human and expect them to deliver. They are always going to disappoint. It's never like in the movies or in that amazing TV program. Uh, It's never like that, because whoever you're married to, they are the creation 
not the Creator. And we are designed to look to the Creator. So see if you can figure out. Uh, we talk a lot about righteousness on this program. We talk about the love of God. We talk about what it means to be united with Christ and really intimately close with Him. Uh, we're one spirit with the Lord. He lives in us and we live in Him. Vine branches relationship. This you know, there's a reason we talk about all of that, and it's because we can count on him. I mean, he's he's giving us an intimate union that we can count on 24-7 without interruption. And if you live from that place, then you can approach your marriage and say, okay, I'm not trying to suck life out of this person. I'm not trying to get all my needs met from this person. They don't determine whether I'm worth something. They don't determine whether I'm beautiful. They don't determine whether I'm valuable. And so then we're living life as recognizing our beauty in Christ. We're recognizing our value. We're recognizing our worth. And we're coming to the table of marriage in a place where a, a mindset, a perspective, where we are already valuable and worthy and enough. And then we can release our spouse from expectations. So this marriage is going to work when, number one, you release expectations for each other and just focus on letting Christ love your husband through you and accept him where he's at. And then, number two, very direct uh, communication about this one issue, not in a confrontational way, but in a really productive way so that you can get to the bottom of the mystery here. Uh, you shouldn't be operating in a fog, not understanding him on this one. So I hope that helps, my friend. Jessica, thank you for reaching out and call us back there in Florida anytime. We'd love to hear from you. All right, well, let's see here. How about we go to... Uh, Ohio, and we'll talk with Tara. Hey, Tara, what have you got for us? Hi, Dr. Farney. How are you? Pastor hey, I'm, I'm doing well. What's on your heart tonight? Well, I just got a lot of, I'm just, just wondering, like, I know it's, I know it was kind of like a goofy question, but I don't, I know that God doesn't have a specific prayer, but um, I guess I'm just wondering, like, because it's just like, uh, it's just so many things is going wrong. And, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not all the way right, but I'm not all the way wrong. You know, like, it's as far as like living mm -hmm. and it's like, uh, where it's just, just like so many things I'm trying to look for blessings and just, I, I, I can't even, I just feel over bombarded with problem yeah. at the problem and I don't know where I'm going to start. I mean, even the things that I feel like I was supposed to be able to get there, cut off, like just, just like normal things. Like, I'm just like, what is, is God angry? It's like, it, where did he just cut me off? Like, I just don't know. I mean, I don't, and I feel so bad for even complaining about it. Mm. But I just feel like I'm suffocating. Maybe I'm not even saved. I don't know. Like I just, I'm just, I'm just starting to just question God a little too much, 
and be angry because I just want something to go right. It's things even that I haven't. I know it's certain things I haven't, like just ask God for permission. But some things I have, I prayed about it. I just am yeah. I just like just too far out the way? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. I'm just okay. And some of these things that are happening, are we talking? We're talking about a money situation, a job situation, <laughs> relationships. Yeah. Uh huh. I've got everything. I've I've got problems with traffic, like just beyond my, you know, things are just like, I know. And it's like, I know it's hard, like just like a lot of consequences from just saying I'm going to do stuff later or just didn't get to it. And it's just like everything's just piled up on me. But I have been asking God to please just help me make a way, show me where to start. And I just feel like it's just, I'm just cut off. You okay. know, I, and I'm like in every endeavor, I don't want to complain but it's like relationships it's money it's just it's my taxes anything i was depending on my taxes to come they got yelled i'm just anything mm-hmm, that happens mm-hmm. to something am i cursed like okay okay i got you all right well i'm going to use our time wisely here i i don't think that you need advice on each of these situations specifically i think the big thing you need to know is that this is not God trying to send you a message. I mean, you're you're not supposed to wake up and say, all right, did my tax check arrive? And was there heavy traffic today? And is my job a good job? And therefore, does God love me? So, you know, that formula is broken. And I know it's tempting to do that. We want to look at our circumstances and say, what is God trying to tell me? But when you look at your circumstances, you're going to find out what is planet Earth trying to tell me. And planet Earth is trying to tell you life is hard, it's stressful, it's awful sometimes, it's painful, it's overwhelming, but that's not God. And I hope you'll hear those three words. That's not God. Uh, You cannot look to your circumstances to figure out what God thinks of you. I mean, consider it. Jesus was tortured and killed. What did God think of him? The early church, the, they, many of them, the apostles and, and many others were martyred. They were killed. What did God think of them? What were their circumstances? Paul was stuck in jail a whole bunch. I mean, what did God think of him? So you see how that formula is really going to lead you to depression. Uh, and it, first of all, it's okay for you to complain. I, I heard you say two or three times, I feel bad complaining. Well, what you're really doing is expressing your feelings. And I, I don't want you to stop that. I don't want you to think, well, I'm more spiritual if I choose not to express my feelings. It's okay to, to, to cry and grieve and, and complain and express and, and then, you know, it actually helps you work through some things. Uh, so, uh, you know, you, you cannot try to read the tea leaves. You cannot try to connect the stars in the sky in order to spell a secret message. So what I'm saying is the only way you're going to know what God really thinks of you is to look to Jesus. So Jesus gave his life for you. Jesus has forgiven you. Uh, He has made you right with him forever. You say, I'm worried I'm not saved. Well, let me tell you, the evidence you're presenting is nothing. Uh, I mean, lots of Christians have real problems. 
So that's not any evidence that you're not saved. You're saved because you called upon the Lord. You're saved because he lives in you. You're not saved because you have a great job or a lot of money or a car that runs or a tax check that arrived. See, that sounds like you've been flirting with the prosperity gospel at some point in your life, trying to get blessed and trying to get all the circumstances to line up if you have enough faith, and then God really loves you because he's proven it. Well, no, God God proved his love to you through Jesus Christ, through the cross, through the resurrection. He has saved you forever. He will love you always. So please, believe the truth. For more information on the broadcast ministry of Dr. Andrew Farley, please visit andrewfarley.org. That's andrewfarley.org. Join us next time as we invite you to celebrate the grace message with Dr. Andrew Farley. This program is sponsored by your generous financial support.